sermon this morning, I've got to do it with a script or else I, I just won't get it right. But as we get into the sermon this morning, I wanted to, to share with you a little bit. My class has a tradition, and that tradition is we do all the lessons faster than the week. We get through all the lessons by like day three of VBS, and days four and five, well this year is only day four, we practice um, a sermon for all of you. So what you're going to learn today is what we learned all week long in VBS. It's a story that we learned. And um, that's the story of Moses. So my kids all have parts, and you'll have to bear with us today because a couple of kids weren't in my class, and they just got parts because we found out a couple of them, one of them's sick and two of them can't make it. So we, we just found out there was 12 kids in my class, and a few of them can't be here today. So bear with us. Let's get into it. But for 400 years... Many of you know this story. There's a guy named Moses, and we're going to tell this story. For 400 years, there's these people called the Hebrews. They're God's people. And they were exiled. Well, I mean, they went there by choice at first. They were hungry, and Egypt had food. And so they went down to Egypt to get this food. And they ended up living there and thriving there. But after a while, the good favor they had with the Pharaoh went away. The good favor they had with the king began to diminish, and the king began to see these people as a threat. And the king began to say, hey, if these people were large enough, if they grew to be big enough, then they could overtake our kingdom. So we better deal with them, and so they made them slaves. And the people began to be so numerous um, that the king even issued a decree that they would kill the baby boys. That's sad. Huh? No one likes that. And so um, there's this woman, this, this really faithful woman, had a baby, and she named him Moses. Yes, Moses wore floaties because the reason why is because floaties were invented in Egypt. Look it up. It's true. It's the stick I made up for this sermon. Uh-oh. He's got a float in the Nile. And the midwives were ordered to throw these babies into the Nile River. But Moses' mother had this inkling that something was different about Moses. That this boy was special. And she just couldn't have the heart to do it. What mother would have the heart to do it? But one day, she saw Pharaoh's daughter bathing in the Nile River. She was washing her head and her armpits. And you know getting all clean in the Nile River. And she thought, surely this woman would take care of my baby. And so she quietly floated the baby <laughs> down the river to Pharaoh's daughter. That's, I was there. That's how it happened. <laughs> and, and Pharaoh's daughter saved the baby, and Moses grew up in the palace of Pharaoh. In fact, Moses really grew up with the identity of being an Egyptian, even though he was really a Hebrew boy. Later, Moses would uh, learn more of his identity. Moses would understand more of who he was and that his people were slaves. And one day, he saw an Egyptian... We did not abuse this fake child in our... One day, he saw an Egyptian beating up a Hebrew person. That's some good beating up. That would really do some damage. Good job, Tabby. He saw this 
Egyptian beating him up, and Moses knew who he really was, and he couldn't let it stand. And in his anger, he struck (laughs) the Egyptian. And the Egyptian died, and Moses realized he had to run. (laughs) Because he had killed an Egyptian. And so he ran away to this land named Midian. And there is where he met a woman. He got married. He began to live his life there. And one day as he is shepherding his sheep, as he's raising his flock, he's, he's grazing them and he sees a mountain and he sees this burning bush, this bush that was on fire, but it wouldn't be consumed. And he thought, now that's strange. And when he got up to the bush, we're just pretending that the bush is up here. And when he got up to the bush, the bush told him, the voice of God said, Noah, remove your shoes for you are standing on... Moses, sorry. His name is Noah. And build an ark while you're at it. His name is Noah, not Moses. But Moses, remove your shoes, for you are standing on holy ground. And then God began to tell him what he wanted to do. That he would, that he would begin to, to uh, speak for his people and lead his people. And God told him, hey, I want you to speak for my people. And, and, and Moses said, I can't say, even use this improper grammar. I can't speak good. And, and so God said, it's okay because I will provide for you somebody who will speak for you. Your brother, Aaron. Obviously, this is, this is really what Moses' brother Aaron looked like, by the way. And so they, God sent them to speak to Pharaoh. God gave them a plan. God wanted these guys to save his people. And one of the things we learned about this week is that it was just like when, when Jesus came, God had a plan to send his son. It wasn't just some willy-nilly thing like, okay, oh, I'll just send my son, no big deal. It was, it was summed up in this Bible verse, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's, what, that's why Jesus came, because God loves us, and he has a plan for us. And he wants us to be saved. And just like that, a couple thousand years earlier, God sent these two to talk to Pharaoh. Come on out, Pharaoh. So Moses and Aaron ended up going to Pharaoh, and they said, It's really what happened. Uh, and Pharaoh said, <laughs> and that's really what happened. <laughs> and so they would go back repeatedly. Pharaoh, stay right here. They would go back repeatedly and talk to Pharaoh. But see, Pharaoh wouldn't let the Hebrews go. They were too powerful of a workforce. It was his cheap labor reserve. He didn't want to let these people go. They were building monuments to him. He couldn't let them go. And Pharaoh really believed that he was God. So God had to show Pharaoh that he was even more powerful than Pharaoh. Just like in John 16.33, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. One of the things we learned this week in VBS is that Jesus has all the power in the world and he can overcome it. And when we live life with him, we can have that power too. But at this time, 
God had to show Pharaoh that he was more powerful. So one of the things that he did was he sent plagues in the form of Miley Cyrus songs. And the first thing that he did was that he had to turn the Nile River into blood. And then the next thing that he had to do, and the next thing God did is he got all the plague of frogs. There was frogs everywhere. And then it was the plagues of gnats or lice. And then there was the plague of the diseased livestock. And then there was the plague of boils. And then there was the plague of hail. And then there was the plague of locusts. And then the ninth plague was the plague of darkness. And each time these plagues would happen, God would send Moses and Aaron to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh would always say, no. No. Pharaoh would always say no. But the tenth plague was something really devastating. See, Pharaoh believed that his son was the son of God. Pharaoh believed that his son was divine, and so God had this plague planned called the plague of the firstborn. But this time, all the other plagues only affected the Egyptians. This time, the plague would affect the Egyptians and the Hebrews. And the Hebrews had to do something. And so why would it only affect the Egyptians uh, on all the nine, but the tenth affect both? One of the things we learned this week is because the Hebrew people needed to be saved too. They needed to be saved from the false kingdom of Pharaoh, and they also needed to be saved for their sin. And they needed to reaffirm a covenant, a promise that was made years and years before by their forefather Abraham. And so this was the Passover that God had given to them. The Passover meal had to be eaten, and a lamb would have to, that's a zebra, but pretend it's a lamb. The lamb would have to be slaughtered. Yeah, I know. And then they would have to take the blood of that lamb and put it over their doorposts. See, the lamb represented God. And the lamb's blood represented God's blood. That literally God was saving them with his own blood. And through their doorposts, and then they had to eat the lamb. Delicious. Then they had to eat that in their, their meal and be ready to leave at a moment's notice because God was going to save them. And then when, he wa- when you walked through that doorpost, you were covered by the blood of the Lamb. And finally that night came. And the plague hit, and it was the death of the firstborn. That one's a little more somber. Did you catch the subtleness of what we did there? Okay, good. And finally Pharaoh said, that my, your people can go. I can stand no more of this. And so Moses... Throw the balls back there. And so Moses got his staff. Balls. Moses got his staff and led the Exodus. And he led his people out of Egypt, away from the Pharaoh. And we learned this week in, in John 11, Jesus said something really special. Jesus said, 
he was talking to his friend Lazarus' sister, and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Jesus gives new life. Just like God uses Moses to give his people new life in the desert. He led them out. I need, um, I need one prop. The graham crackers? Graham crackers? Oh. Sorry. And then, so they're out there hanging out in the desert. They're out there hanging out in the desert. But, and the Israelites at first were really excited. But then they started grumbling and complaining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so hot. It's the desert. They started grumbling and complaining. So Moses prayed for his people. And God threw manna from heaven. Hey, hey, those are mine. I'm taking those home. <laughs> In the form of graham crackers for the purpose of this play. And we learned this week that Jesus said something really similar. Jesus said, in John 6:35 he says then I declared then Jesus declared I am the bread of life whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. So God prepared, provided for his people in the desert and he provided for them along their way. And then a little bit later they were having this problem where they weren't behaving very well. They weren't behaving nicely to each other. They weren't doing nice things. They worshiped false things. And so God gave them another, he provided for them another way. He provided for them first physically. He fed their tummies. And then he provided for them spiritually. He fed their bodies by giving them the Ten Commandments. You were supposed to say, never mind. Moses was supposed to say, I have these Ten Commandments. Go for it. (laughs) Oh, Perfect. Physically, because there was actually food, and spiritually, because these Ten Commandments were a way in which God and His people could learn how to live in relationship together. And so, one, it's the Ten Commandments were taught to help people live in relationship to God, and then help um, God live in relationship to people. And Jesus told us how important that was in John 16. He says, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This week, we learned a lot of things in VBS. We learned that God can provide for you wherever you are. If you're ever in this area of where you feel like you're just living in slavery, where you're living in bondage, God can bring you out of that because he heard the cry of the Egyptians. He heard them, where, I'm sorry, the Israelites, wherever they were, God heard their cry. Also, we learn that God wants to give you new life, that he doesn't want you to live in that old brokenness of sin and sorrow, that he wants to give you new life, and that he wants you to live in his life. We also learn that God can use you, no matter who you are or where you come from. Moses had a disability. He had a stutter, or he couldn't speak well in front of people. He didn't do a very good job, and so God provided another thing. But something we also, we didn't really, we covered in class, but not up here, is that God asked Moses this really important question. Moses was saying, God, how do I do this? How do I free my people? And God said, Moses, what's in your hand? And it was his staff, and he used it to turn in your hand. God has something for you, but what do you already hold in your hand? Maybe it's your profession. Maybe it's your passions. 
Maybe it's your knowledge. Whatever that is, what is in your hand? God wants to use that powerfully for His kingdom. And we also learn that God wants to provide for you both physically and spiritually. And that's what the Ten Commandments were. So we're going to close in a word of prayer. And um, I just want to invite any of you, if you don't know Jesus and you want to start to follow Jesus, it's a real simple thing to say. Say, Jesus, I want to start following you. Help me to learn from you. It's a really easy thing to do. And then you simply be obedient to that. You grab a Bible if you need one. We've got tons of Bibles here for you. If you don't have a Bible, we've got one. And, and maybe you don't have a church. We'd love to invite you to this one. If you do have a church, continue to go to that one. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these kids that are at VBS this week. Lord, we thank you for the work that you've done in their lives. Lord, we pray that you would just continue to do an amazing work. Lord, would you continue to provide for us both physically and spiritually? Father, would you continue to give us new life? And Father, would you help us to follow you even more? Lord, we love you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.